This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This is a Little Empire podcast. Visit us at littleempirepodcast.com and on Instagram at littleempirepodcasts. This episode of Bonus of the Mind is brought to you by Karma Cola, a delicious, delicious drink that's also organic and it's also certified fair trade, which means you can drink it and not worry about the fact that, uh, you know, you're destroying the world or you're actively disadvantaging poor people. Oh, they've got a new flavor out. It's chili cola using ingredients from Mexico and Africa. And uh, actually, not no ingredients from New Zealand, as far as I can tell. So, I, you know, I want to retract my endorsement of Kamakola. I want to say, only buy it if you want to support Mexico and Africa. Don't buy it if you're trying really hard to support Beirut. <laughs> There's nothing in the cola from Beirut. But you know, if you if you want to get out there and Mexico, <laughs> Kama, I love you. Just. Get some chili karma. Get some chili karma cola. Cola karma chili. Mm. <laughs> I'm drinking it right now. I feel like um I feel like this is like um, one like of those reality television shows. I feel like um how do we know we're gonna behave? <laughs> <laughs> if um uh, you guys probably don't uh, realize it, but we've got a producer that is in here while we record every episode. Tim Bat, legendary legendary producer of podcasts <laughs> here in New Zealand. <laughs> what? I'm not even sarcastic. The only producer. Of yeah, well, podcasts that's true. Here in New Zealand. No, no, probably a few. No, and, that's um, true. And he's just left. He's just he's just left. I shouldn't have eaten that gluten. Oh God! Are you having a beer now? I'm having a beer now as well. Oi! What is up? What is up? I don't know. But you know how we're talking about um, when you can feel a fart in the chamber? Yes, absolutely. We're talking yeah. about that today. My gas chamber is full. I've got something, but I don't know what it is yet. <laughs> I just want you to know that this entire interview, I'm going to be doing you a solid, which is not releasing. <laughs> Oh, doing you a solid sounds like you're going to Yeah, I just called it an interview, by the way. Sorry. It's not an interview. I know. Um, it's not, it seems like an interview now that Tim's gone. Mm. Um, but anyway, enough about Tim. Hello and welcome <laughs> to the podcast. we got to make it copyright. No, copyright. I need to know. Okay. Um, so basically, uh, hello, welcome to another episode of Bonus of the Mind, a podcast in which myself... And Rose Metafair and Alice. Sorry, Rose Metafair, not Rose Metafair. Just and Alice. And Alice, you're not going any last names? No, I've decided I'm going to go one name. Like Cher. Yeah. Like Rihanna. I think Alice is distinctive enough. Like Fabio. Name another Alice you know who's famous. So many. Name one. Alice Eve. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> I nailed it on Yeah, you did. Yeah. And I thought of her as well. 
Oh, that's away. so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, we have, we've cracked a few brews. and it's Alice Sneddon then. Just... Yeah, we want a distinct... We, this is, I'm not talking to Alice Eve here. No. But I think most of you knew that. Do you want to talk to Alice Eve? You know my... Uh, Hello, I'm Alice Eve. My boyfriend saw her on the tube once. Oh, yeah, I remember him. He was a nice mm. lad. God. Your accent work is the o- one of the only realms where I'm superior to you, <laughs> I feel. Truly. It's very kind of you to say. Thank you. Um, thank you. You're welcome. So um, today, we, we, it's a, it's, it's. Look, uh, full disclosure, it's a Friday. <laughs> <laughs> you just broke the illusion for people listening to this on a Monday, and a bit of time this as well, because we got. It's all right. I keep deny on the time. That's very. You good. don't trust me. I don't want to be here for one second more than I need to be. <laughs> um, um, but uh, we 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 we're, we're sinking a few brews. It's a Friday. We thought couple wine. brewskis. Couple brewskis. What do a couple of gals talk about when they're sinking a couple of brewskis on a Friday? What do you talk about, Alice? Talk about the a death penalty. Death penalty. Death, death penalty. The thing about when you sing is that you know I can't join in on it. Oh, come so it on. Only no. a solo activity. <laughs> She's genuinely upset right now. Um, you think that's acting? It was for a little bit. <laughs> that's all right. It's just something I wish I could do and I can't. You can. You can sing. I can sing. You can sing. It's all right. Alice, you can sing. It's okay. I don't need to be able to sing. I can. Alice, you're not tone deaf. I you're think not I am. Tone... No, you're not tone deaf. No. I can tell you, and this is an absolute genuine mm. statement, You, it's certainly not tone deaf and you are a good singer. I have heard tone deaf people okay. and they are tone deaf. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm not that great. Um... You know, not that great. Yeah, I don't have the range. Yeah, um, <laughs> but um, I'm just not going to jump in. It's very sweet of you. <laughs> so we were talking about this actually the other day. We often yeah. start conversations outside of the podcast and and then stop those conversations midway through because we're like, this is going to be good content. <laughs> this is going to go viral. A SoundCloud clip of this is going to go viral on Facebook. It never does, right? No. Remember the <laughs> days when vo- when voice clips went viral, like the Christian Bale freaking out. Yeah. Clip. Do you want me to freak out? No. We could do a mock freak out. I don't want to do a mock freak out. All right, well, let's just wait for the real one to happen 20 minutes from now when you tell everyone that you're pro-death penalty. <laughs> no, and I'm not. Okay. I fucking lose it. I absolutely lose it. Um, let's just jump into the conversation. How can you say you're not pro-death penalty when you've said that you would put to death Ted Bundy? Explain. Okay, well, you're not giving this any context, by the way. We're talking about death penalty. I We've talked about this before. I completely am against the death penalty. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was an interesting kind of note topic mm. also because we've talked about this in the season before um in terms of you know serial killers and people who are <laughs> and people who are um you know almost like physiologically yeah psychiatrically um predisposed to that that kind of type of behavior i knew it was oh fucking hell Oh, Do you Alice. know why that is? Is because I can't release the gas chamber down below. I don't. Ha- I don't think that's it. I is that not how that the works? It's the beer. It's the beer. Because I'm oh, a bit I wish about. I didn't said that on live on the air. Because now I feel that that's gross. <laughs> Can we cut that out, Tim? No, nope. he's not going to listen to this episode. It's going. It's going out live. Very funnily enough, this is this was the only one that's going out live. Yeah. You always think it's going out live. It's the only one. Um. So call in now. We're talking about serial killers, as we do. Love talking about serial killers. Yeah. And um, 
Because we're ladies. Ladies love talking about crime, apparently. They, they do. They yeah. do, don't they? Why do you think that is? Because mm. we're so frequently victim to it. I do not think that. But, <laughs> I mean, that there's an element of that. I think that women, I mean, this is a very big generalization, but I think there is, I think women do like fantasizing about the worst possible scenario. I think so. I think we're naturally more inclined to worry. Yes, and also mm-hmm. to prepare... I mean, maybe that's that kind of maternal kind of, I mean, not maternal, but like, you know, it's it's a thing of like preparing for the worst, Mm -hmm. knowing what could happen. I, yeah, I'll ask you this. Please do. I, um, knowing that you still haven't answered my Ted Bundy question. Yeah. Have you ever gone out with someone? Yeah. Have you gone out with someone? Oh, shit. Um, Sorry, it's my watch. Yeah. Um, Ask the question. Have you ever gone out with someone and... Fantas- and you really like them, mm-hmm. but you f- you fantasize about what it would be like if they uh, cheated on you and what you would do uh, and say to them uh, when you found out and what you would and how you'd go crazy at them. I fantasize that about, about that a no, lot. No, but I fantasized about them dying. Really? But not like I, like in the way that I would be like sad about it, like like glorified that. the grief. I've done that. More than I've glorified like the anger or like the, I feel like grief is like a more interesting emotion to me to glorify than being like, if this happened, I would fucking lose my shit. See, I like, I, I, I've, yeah, I've got it all planned out. If I found out that someone had cheated on what me. What would you I, do? can go crazy eh? do you reckon abs- oh no no I'd, I'd be hard i don't oh, no. know if i go crazy no i'd be hard i'd be destroyed i'd be properly destroyed for a really? good year for a good year i'm surprised by this i would be probably i get properly destroyed wow okay i get properly destroyed i mean i think it's a destroying thing it's just i felt like you were more like you'd be more loosey-goosey on that you'd think that from from what because you of your emotional distance yeah <laughs> No, I'm very invested in, in relationships. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I think so. We'll bleep that out. <laughs> you bleep that out because I do not want that getting out there. We'll bleep out the word the bef- before relationships. So I'm very something relationships. Yeah. No, what I'd do is I'd, I'd bust in there. I'd bust in there and I'd be like, what the fuck? I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? I know. I okay, know. Play. Here it is. Okay. okay. Uh, I'm your boyfriend. Yeah. Where am I from? You're just a fictional boyfriend. Because mm, I want an accent. <laughs> space. Okay. I'm space in space. Accent. I'll do a deep, my best deep man voice. Okay. Um, Houston. Houston. Is is Rose there? No. Okay. No, 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 no oh. I'm going to get through space. We're going to be face to face. Oh, okay. Okay. So you're from you're from Australia. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hold on. What's the give word you an easy keep? one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's the word to key me into an Australian accent? Um, um s- Six. That. Six. Six. Rose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rose. Yeah. I have something to tell you. What? Uh, you, you know that girl oh, at the bar the other night? You went home early and we had the fight and I stayed out. Yes. I fingered her in the bathroom. <gasps> and, then, and then I fully penetrated her. <sighs> Back at her place. Okay, we've got to we got to we got to freeze out because I'm actually getting genuinely emotional. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not even kidding. I felt horrible just then. I felt horrible. Uh, was it too real? 
No, no one, no, no, no boyfriends who have figured someone at a bar. Not that I know of. I've been, Please call yeah. in if you are one of my boyfriends who have fingered a random girl at a bar. Um, okay, 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 okay. Let's get back at it. I think and I'll be like fingering in bathrooms, like, pretty, um, pretty standard. Okay. I'd be um, like, fuck you. I can't hold on, hold on, hold on. I am I penis roaded her back home. You're fucking disgusting. No, I, you're Rose. a piece of shit. Rose. I cannot believe it. You deserve Rose. to die. No. And you deserve the death penalty. <laughs> Damn. 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 Honestly, okay, I so think. Why, I could... do, why should Ted Bundy be put to death? <laughs> Just make the case for it. Okay, no, my, my case for it is that serial killers are so whack, right? Yeah. They are bloody whack. They're whack in the head. Mm hmm. But God, just look at a picture. Okay, look at a picture of Ted Bundy. First reason, look at a picture of Ted Bundy. That is pure evil incarnate. You know what? I hate to go out on a ledge here, but I... Don't go out. Okay. No, he's handsome. (laughs) Yes. No, of course he's he's handsome. But he tricks people with his handsome looks. Ted Bundy has done some of the most disgusting, horrific things. And my main argument for the fact that maybe Ted Bundy... Oh, God. Yeah. Do you reckon it happened during To Kill a Mockingbird? <laughs> Someone just burped through Atticus Finch's. Yeah. yeah. So it's quite funny to think of Atticus Finch um, delivering like his like speech to defend, is it Boo Radley? No. no. Who's he defending? The guy. The guy. God, of course we don't know his name. Mm. We can only remember the name of the white characters in that book. No, so he's um, defending the person who's on trial and he's delivering this really emotional um, defense. And it's funny to think of like a juror on the bench just like slowly and quietly letting out a fart. Well, mate, I reckon people on just Ted start, deliver- de- start, start delivering start delivering a speech like a um, just something like to, um, I have a dream to that one. I have a dream that. <laughs> okay, you do it. Why don't I get to do it? No, you just did it. Oh, you barely gave me a shot. No, but I don't want to say. I don't want to have to do the rest of this. But okay, hang on. Four score and seventeen years ago, when America was the thing in the jig, these lands have been. You're just doing, you're running the gamut and it's bullshit and selfish. <laughs> okay, I'll deliver a speech. Okay. Yeah. Um, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. We are here today <laughs> as Americans. <laughs> That's the stupidest segment we've ever done. Um, okay, so my, my oh, theory. Fuck. I forgot to do apologies. We'll do them later. Okay. Um, so uh, my main thing about Ted Bundy is that he, so Ted Bundy, he committed the most horrific, horrific crimes for many years, right? And then he got put on, he got caught. Mm-hmm. Um, he was awaiting trial, I'm pretty sure. And yeah. he went, and he went to, um, he said that he was going to represent himself. He went to the, and there's a situation where he went to the county courthouse he went to the courthouse for some reason i don't mm-hmm. know like some because he's re- representing himself whatever yeah he asked to look at the library yeah to find out about his case to find out about his case someone mm-hmm. let him do that yeah and he escaped out of a window and then proceeded to go on a spree of of hold on was it a spree it was a spree it was okay. a spree okay okay what do you mean what do you mean well more than one yes a spree okay. there was he killed someone he he uh, assaulted many people. He like he nearly killed a lot of people. He went on a 
spree after the the justice system or the prisons or, or whatever failed to keep mm. him in their uh, custody or whatever. Yeah. And Very eloquent. People, and people honestly, and when he got caught, apparently he said, I wish you killed me. Which is a really, it was just another interesting situation because I'm like, he commits some of the most evil things that you've ever read about. But there's almost a thing of like, is he in control? Mm. But he's out of control. Mm-hmm. And he's out of control. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm just saying, I don't believe in the. Just take a stance. I don't believe in the death penalty in theory and in practice and everything. I reckon we get to kill maybe. You just believe it in it. In I reckon. Your heart. I reckon kill maybe three people a year, <laughs> max. Because I think there's a difference between punishment, yeah, and um, seriously protecting the public, okay, from something. Sure. But I mean, in saying that, I I do believe like I don't I don't know what I believe. I I, I still believe that <laughs> death penalty isn't justice. So yeah. It's a tough one. Here's the thing, because the minute you say, I believe in the death penalty for one person, because you've allowed that, you believe in the death penalty. I know. I know you're talking about this. I know. I believe in three... Don't get mad at me. Who are you really mad at? I I believe in... Who are you really mad at? Ted Bundy. No, you're mad at yourself. I'm not mad at myself. Yeah. No, because I think it's a very fair point to make, right? Well... It's because that's not for punishment. That's for protection. This, to me, is like the one issue where I've never understood how anyone could even come close to justifying it. It Do completely blows my mind. Completely blows my mind. So there is no situation that you believe. And also, if there was a very high risk sure. of Ted Bundy, like I'm putting in, in the, you have to abide by this. If there was a very high risk, a 50% chance that Ted Bundy or someone like that, Ted mm-hmm. Bundy specifically, could escape from prison again make a third escape and yep. commit eight more murders yeah what would you what would you eight feel about it murders. yeah eight more murders okay 50 percent chance of ted bundy escaping and committing eight more murders or just living the rest of his life in prison well the utilitarian no or says, dying or dying oh i see yeah yeah um the utilitarian in me says you got to kill him probably mm. probably but it's kind of like a, it's fudged the hypothetical then, isn't it? Because in what scenario does he have a 50% chance of escape? No, but I'm saying that these are the rules you have to abide by. Okay, if those are the rules I have to abide by, yes, I'd kill him. Mm-hmm. Okay. But so we're getting, I'm in so, the real world. No, no, but the, the, we're, we're edging towards a, an understanding here, Okay, I think. Okay. Because you can see where I am coming from, right? And it is oh, a utilitarian. I see you're trying to get me to sympathize with the position. <laughs> <laughs> I'm smart. <laughs> I'm smart like that. You manipulative. Oh, whatever. Do you want to do your apologies now? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like to apologize to Ted Bundy. Uh, Honestly? <laughs> that's disgusting. Honestly, that's the worst thing you've ever said on the podcast. <laughs> Truly the worst thing. Okay. I'd like to apologize for what I just said. That, need, that needs to go but, next week's apologies. No, I'm putting it in now. Oh. Well, that's how quickly I feel remorseful for it. Well, that is good. I have to do what feels right to me. Um, I can't remember who we spoke about in last week's podcast, but if I got any of the facts about you wrong, I want to apologize. Uh, I have to say sorry to um, my flatmates because uh, 
I didn't I didn't do my chores this week. What were your chores? Um, I was supposed to fold and wash all the towels. Wasn't that last week? Yeah, I think it carried over though. Oh. And I didn't do it. And I just washed them and I left them on the ironing board. Um, I want to apologize. I want to apologize to my my niece, Daisy. Sorry, I haven't spent a lot of time with you lately. That's a bit too personal, but that's all right. I hope you're listening. I really hope she isn't. <laughs> Honestly, I don't hope she is. I hope she. And that's the end of the apology. Bundy. When was the first time that you googled serial a serial killer? Well, not first time, but no, no, that's a good question. It's a very interesting question. <clears throat> I don't know the first time, but I do remember had the first time I had an argument about the death penalty. Mm. And I was fourteen. Yeah. And I was in a classroom and my friend Natalie got there mm-hmm. and Natalie, we were arguing about, could, would you kill Hitler? Could you, would you, should, you, should you have put Hitler to death? It was something like that. Or maybe it was Osama bin Laden. Maybe it was like, should we kill Osama bin Laden? This being a pre 9-11 world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I vehemently argued that the answer should be no. And I remember that. For two reasons. One, because it was the first, it just stuck in my mind, I convinced her Mm. that we shouldn't. And because I realized how passionately I felt about it. You think you shouldn't kill Hitler? Yeah. If you went back in time, would you kill kill Hitler knowing what happened? Really? No, no, no. Why not? We'd spoken about this before though, because you cut off the head of the monster and three more come up. Doesn't, he was just the face of that movement. Oh, yeah, I guess so. He was charismatic, though, this wasn't he? Ev- this just plays into my idea, my friend's know, idea you know, of pressing t- a button and killing everyone in the world. No, but this is bullshit because death penalty is like a real thing. It doesn't require time travel. It's happening right now in America. It's a real thing people use in no. prisons to punish, to contain individuals. And I think it's barbaric. And it, it like, fucking blows my mind it's that it still well. exists. Yeah, but don't talk to me like I'm not. I don't feel that Don't even fucking have a tantrum. I just because tantrum doesn't, right now. Don't fucking have a tantrum. Okay. I don't disagree with any of that. I'm just, I, I think I'm throwing an interesting spanner in the works. Yeah, you are and you are not. <laughs> Because it's like, this. the interesting thing is to me is like, I don't know if there's anything else that I feel as strongly about so black and white on it. Mm. Because I do believe that you can kill in some circumstances. I, I believe you can kill in self-defense. Uh, to a certain extent, I believe you can kill in war, even though I think war is like fucking weird. And it's really? mostly about territory. So it would. So the difference between a victim of someone like that Ted Bundy or whatever, mm-hmm. shooting him, and the difference between that and the 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 group of people un, like putting him to death. Hold on, say that again. Even if he, say what you mean. so the difference between a, a person killing them in self defense in the moment, killing them during yes. the act, yes, and the between that and someone being put to death, yeah. Um, what's the difference between that? Enormous to me. Because Tell me. okay, because it's to save a life. If you're killing me to save, me. I think it's a re- it's a reasonable expectation to assume. Say you're trying to kill me. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's, it's not too far from. But it. then isn't the argument that Ted Bundy escaped from prison or custody once? You are really have, you have a high chance of saving more lives, putting him to death. 
You do, but I think the thing about self-defense is it has to be happening in the moment. Although, in saying that, I do believe in battered woman syndrome, and I do believe I would. I, um... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Would push for lenient sentences towards that. Better woman syndrome being like, mm-hmm. if you're a woman who's been abused in a relationship and over time you might get develop such like feelings of resentment and also fear for your own life that that builds up to like a climactic moment where you end up killing your partner but it might not necessarily be at the actual moment that corresponds with them trying to kill you yeah so it's not technically self defense and we used to have it in New Zealand there used to be a defense of provocation and then it was kind of bastardized by defense lawyers and used in really awful cases mm-hmm. where it wasn't battered woman syndrome or anything like that it was, you, you know, it was just fucking ruined. And now we got rid of it. And so mm. that's not legal. That sucks. Yeah. But I th- I think it's still a defense in England. Yeah. So it's tricky. It is tricky. I admit that it's tricky. But the death penalty is like so different from all of those things that are gray areas. Because the death penalty is like an institution, in this case the government, deciding that they have a right to decide when to end your life. Mm. And that that is like a morally correct thing to do. And like for an institution that large to be making a call that that huge just seems like like fucking mental to me. Yeah. And it's a slippery slope. I understand that. And it's also not a slippery slope in terms of it's, it's already a fu- it's already the slope is slipped. Oh, yeah. Now I'm, on a, now I'm on a ramp because here's what really fucking gets me is when people are pro-life, like they won't, they're not like. Pro, they won't let you get an abortion, but those people are so often um, pro death penalty. penalty. Yeah, of course, but I guess those are conservative views to hold, right? Yeah, but they're completely like they're oppos- they're oppositionary. No, I know, but saying- they're both biblical as shit. Yeah, fuck biblical shit. <laughs> Wow! Yeah, I'm on. There's gonna be some apologies. I knew this would. I knew this would happen if we spoke about this topic. Oh God, it's so boring though. It riles me up. I guess it's interesting. I don't know. Where's the comedy in it though? Make a joke about that. Okay. Um, (laughs) Don't make a joke about the. um, I bet there are people out there right now who'd rather be put to death than listen to this. See, you love edgy humor, but yet you are so anti-death penalty, and I just cannot fathom that. Cannot reconcile those two things. Um, no, yeah. Did I, think- I get too serious for you? Is that we worried that people are listening to this and they're tuning? No, out? but when you rant, it makes me feel like you think I'm on the opposing side of those rants. Oh, I don't mean to make you feel that way. Who are you talking to? Who do you think is going to be listening to this podcast? Have survived this long listening to this podcast and not hold similar views to what you're thinking? Yeah, right you're now? right. It's shouting into the void. Well, let's bleep all that stuff out. Well, this is another interesting topic. <laughs> it's shouting into the void. <laughs> We live in a very liberal Facebook bubble, right? Yeah. It's and it's bad. <laughs> yeah. It's bad because there is no do you reckon we just lack engagement with like you know, we talk about death penalty and all that stuff and like and yeah. abortion rights and stuff. And we're talking to each other mm-hmm. about it. And people who we know are listening to. We know it. are listening to and agree with us. And often you can manage to get in fights with people who basically agree with the same thing you do. Yeah. But 
very real. And how often have you ever entered into a um, discussion with someone with that has opposing views on that? I, I the only instance. I mean, I'm 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 definitely a Labour Greens voting happy mm-hmm. goddamn bullshit or asshole, but. The very rare, I've, it's very rarely stop flowing into your bottle. It's very rarely that I encounter someone who I genuinely uh, disagree with strongly. Yeah. Is this this problem? Do we need to create some sort of outreach program <laughs> to people with very different beliefs yes. politically and morally yes. to us? Yes. Should we start a phone tree? Yeah, let's start a phone tree. Uh, the only time, so like, there's a few times I feel like I've really engaged with people who are completely different to me, and all of those have been traveling. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and sometimes sometimes it happens Wait, in, like, but, oh, when rural, you were traveling. Yeah, yeah, when I was traveling, and sometimes it happens in like rural New Zealand. You'll meet like people, but their views are just like not ext- like the most extreme person I ever met was when I was in Cambodia, and I met this like American family who were living there. Well, he was American, and his wife was a, a refugee from Cambodia who'd fled to America during the um during Pol Pot, mm. and then they'd moved back to Cambodia. Um, you know, once they were an adult and had met and stuff. So his wife, for all intents and purposes, had grown up in America because she'd Mm. moved there when she was a child. Anyway, they were living in um, this, like, small town called Kep, and he was uh, so lovely to me and, like, very welcoming and, like, showed me around and stuff. But he was extremely pro-gun, extremely Mm anti-immigration to America, despite the fact that he was married to a refugee and now an immigrant in another country. He was against, um, he was pro the death penalty. He was like against any government taxation. He was like this extreme line um, person. Yeah. And he it was, was a lovely guy though. It was, he was like a lovely guy. But when we eventually got into these topics and like I suspected mm. that he was like this because I was like, this guy is too friendly. And um, also the way he spoke about some people in Cambodia felt very like patronizing. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. Where's this going? Yeah. And then it went. I hope he's not listening. Went there. I Do hope he is. Listening? Yeah. Do you reckon? Are you friends with him on Facebook? <laughs> no. Um, this is an interesting thing that loops back, I think, to even. Also, the- he was bald with a goatee, not to stereotype people. <laughs> <laughs> Did he wear hats? No, but he wore novelty T-shirts, so that's an indicator. Oh, good Lord. Hmm. Um, this leads back to the discussions about the death penalty, I feel, because I think the biggest thing about the death penalty is that the argument against it is the fact that death penalty shouldn't be used for punishment. It's, you, uh, you know, And the main reason why people should be put in the um, prison system or whatever, whatever is for re- rehabilitation to be a main focus of that. Mm-hmm. And also considering where they have come from and what has made them into the person they are to get to the point where they committed such a murder that they would be put on death row. Mm. And that's a similar thing in terms of, I think, a lot of the times with um, just norm- you know, people's opinions, political beliefs and stuff. Like, you can really track back and see where and why they hold those beliefs. Like, you can yeah. fucking track. I mean, the reason I'm the way I am is because I've got goddamn two, you know, yeah. Liberal Rastafarian, yeah. But then also, the, you're the, the, a goner from the get-go. Yeah, but then also, you know, my dad is quite conservative in some ways because he grew up in a, you know, Samoan, and mm. his mother was Seventh Day Adventist, and mm. uh, you know, um, and my mum's family were Catholic and all of that, and they really, and it, it actually goes to show that pe- us who hold pretty similar 
beliefs politically or whatever, mm. socially, that as our parents, they had it quite. They had it quite difficult in terms of having to rebel against their mm. the generation above them. I don't know. Address the fact that that do that sound. What has happened? I don't know, but I felt like there was somebody outside the door. Ah! <laughs> it's Ted Bundy. <laughs> no! Oh no! Don't say that. It's of. It's he's horrifying. dead. No, he's but dead. someone who lives like Ted Bundy. Have you ever thought that you were about to be killed? All the time. Really? All the time. Really? When I'm in a house alone, yeah, I am. I can't sleep because I really? am like, I'm convinced that this and i honestly have to the same thing i have on an airplane where i go this is it this is this is the like i am 100 percent going to die on this plane no but not about to die that you're about to be killed no no no. and the same when and when i'm alone in a house i'm saying i i i'm gonna be killed and this is gonna be my last night um i I sometimes think about how ways i'm gonna try and defend myself and like where the exits are if i heard a noise if i'm gonna exit through a window (laughs) i often sleep with a baseball bat next to my bed sometimes do you really yeah when i lived in my first flat i had a baseball bat uh, because you were so worried about someone breaking in and killing you just self-defense really yeah i think a baseball bat is fair game like a gun nah i'm not (laughs) i'm not very pro gun but a baseball bat bat, i'm like it's got other utility yeah and i'm like if I can knock you out with this, that's fair. That's a fair. I mean, I reckon you can kill someone with a hit to the head. You can, absolute, the you can absolutely, absolutely kill someone. You could absolutely do that. Yeah. And you'd be okay with that. <clears throat> Have you ever been close, do you reckon, to being killed? Um, No. Mm. Not being killed. No, I don't think I've been close to being killed. I'm um, just trying to think. I've never been mugged or anything. Mm. I. I had a friend at law school who... um a dark story. Yeah. Should I not tell it? No, I tell it. Okay. Do-do-do-do. <laughs> oh, no, that was the beginning of that Robin Thicke song. Um, no, it's not. It's the start of fucking... Well, it was sampled in the Robin Thicke yes. song. Yes, Jesus. That's disgusting. That's on the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack, actually. Um, So she is kind of known as a dramatic person. And I actually can't remember, like, I don't know her. She was a friend of my friends. Mm. Um, she heard this, like, knocking on the door. And she looked through the window and it was, like, a man with an axe. Ha, 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 ha. Should I keep telling the story? Oh, oh God, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm so bad with scary stories and I have bad Okay, take off stuff. your headphones and I'll just tell the listeners. I can still hear you. Uh... <laughs> Okay. Now tell her. Okay, okay fuck. so okay. she goes where she? to the where bathroom. Was where was she? She's behind the front door. She's at home alone. She goes to the bathroom and so she starts, she calls 111 and she starts texting her friends being like, yo, there is a man outside my house with an axe right now being like, I'm going to fucking kill you. He's like yelling at her as well. Really? Mm-hmm. She's like banging Did on the door. Did he knock on the door or bang on the door? <clears throat> Banged on the door with the axe. Yeah. And, she, and the, her friends are like, fucking stupid like she was like i'm not because she was not 100 percent certain she was like they were like can you see him now and she's like no there's no one banging now and they were like well maybe it was a delivery guy and she's like but i heard him say i'm gonna kill you and so she's in her room and eventually the cops come around and they look and they search the house and there's like nobody there right so she just thinks it's all in her head next day the cops pick up a guy at another person's house with an axe who's banging on the door being like, I'm going to fucking kill you. Who like, I think he got into that house 
but the cops got, he didn't end up killing anyone. Oh my God. But he was real. But she was convinced by everybody else that he was just a figment of her imagination. That's honestly fucking terrifying. Is that yeah. happen here in Auckland? By, yeah, by axe is my, my most scared death because I knew somebody whose fiance was killed that way when I was a kid. And so it like freaked me out. By murder? Mm hmm. By murder. What? Yeah. I've never known anyone who's been murdered. Really? Yeah. I don't know anyone who's been murdered. I have a friend whose mother was murdered. Really? Yeah. That is crazy, man. It's pretty weird, eh? Like, I don't know. I've been living, I've been, I live in Auckland. You've grown up in Auckland. Mm. That's so strange. I also know somebody who murdered two people, but was um, declared insane. How did, how well did you know him? Know them. Know her. No, yeah, sorry. I mean, I, I was saying know him. Oh, okay. Know him. Okay. Okay. Uh, pretty well. Pretty well. Wow, that's... that's yeah, um... She's older than me. She's more like my parents' friend. Wow, wow, wow. But yeah, but she was criminally insane at the time. Oh, God. Oh, that's just... That's it's just, weird, eh? It's full on. It's just I've bizarre. i sheltered life. <laughs> Whereas I've grown up surrounded by... The main streets of Ponsonby. Uh, for international listeners, it's just like a nice part of town. <laughs> <laughs> if you were to go back to your seventh form subjects and choose what subjects you would take. What did you take in seventh form? I took... Seventh form being your last year of school. I took media studies. Mm-hmm. You can take five subjects, eh? Mm-hmm. I took media studies, drama, English, history, and I cannot for the life of me remember the fifth one. What did I take? Physics, chemistry. Really? English, history, and PE. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Weird. Yeah. Buff, buff nerd. Um, so if I could go back honestly I can't believe I can't remember the fifth subject I took what on earth was it I don't know what on earth was it did you go to school a lot in seventh form no I missed quite a bit of it I missed quite a bit of it and I was a head girl as well yeah Um, I probably got away with a lot I just yeah I just didn't go into school in the mornings Um, when was the first time you had a drop of alcohol when I was 14 oh yeah what was the circumstances? Um, party at Jesse Sakey's house. Shout out. Shout out. I think I like, no, I didn't like someone. Oh, I liked a boy with a very big head, but he's a bit of an emo. He's trying to be emo. He's trying to go through an emo phase. Um, me and my friend Alex, Casey, mm-hmm. shout, shout out. out. Um, we were there and we got drunk on, we had a bit of a drink on Midori. Ooh. Isn't that weird? The first drink I had was Midori. <laughs> but the first time I threw up from drinking was red wine. Um, uh, at Alex Casey's house, and it was very bizarre because I, I was I was confused as to why my vomit was um red. Yeah, but then I re- remembered again. I'd once vomited red wine, and I thought I was bleeding. Yeah. When was the first time you drank alcohol? I think it was quite young, probably like maybe, 12? be like nah, like younger than that. Not not socially, but I definitely tried it. Mm-hmm. Like first drop of alcohol, maybe like seven, right? Seven or eight, something like, like that. A beer. Like wine, I think I was. Um, And I just tried it from my mum's glass when I was like helping with the dishwasher because I was curious. And then there's photos of me with a beer bottle when I was 10, but I don't remember that night, so I can't confirm if I was drinking or not. Mm -hmm. First time I remember being properly uh, 13, drinking peach schnapps in the cinema. (laughs) Stolen from the... That's a classic 13-year-old. That's a classic 13-year-old movie. And then first time I remember really being fucking drunk was um, 
Tanith's party. Shout out to Tanith. And I drank vodka straight because I didn't know how you were supposed to drink it. And I drank way too much and I vomited. But because I wasn't mixing it with anything, it was like first vom, all the volume of liquid was out. Yeah. And then subsequent voms all just bile. Wow, that's disgusting. It was revolting. And then I had to go home and lie to my mum about what had happened the night before. The reality being that I um, got driven home. Dark. <sighs> this is turned really dark. You always say that. It's a dark day. I'm f- I'm fucking scared. Let's just lean into it. If people are listening, they're Should we listening. lean into this? Yeah, yeah, lean into it. Why are you dark today? I'm just dark. Why? I'm tired. You can't just say that. You have to... You have to this is not a visual medium. Okay. People can't see how dark you look. <laughs> I'm, yeah, do I look dark? Yeah. I'm dark because I'm a bit tired and I feel a bit stressed out. Mm-hmm. I'm going back to England very yeah. soon. Um, I don't really know where I live. I'm living out of a suitcase for three months. I really don't like that. I don't. Th- I think I'm yeah. in, I think I do enjoy having my space and yeah. to set up. I don't like the nomadic life of. Oh, I mean that might be appropriation. Sorry, um, probably is nomadic <laughs> nomad. Just move on. Oh God, I don't want to see. And even just thinking thoughts like that, I'm like fucking hell. The world is just so hard, and it's getting worse. And I honestly, every day, I start thinking. I honestly am, I'm so scared of dying, but I am scared, more scared of living in a, and it's a very, very, very privileged sphere to have because so many people in this world are living Yeah, in, but just pretend like you didn't have to qualify what you were saying by yeah. saying it's a privileged sphere to have. Yeah, well, I just think that the, the, the world is genuinely going to shit, and I know everyone can say that for lots of things, but I genuinely feel in my bones that, awful stuff is going to go down in the next five years, Hmm. five to 10 years. And those are supposed to be the best years of my life. (laughs) And I feel disgusted that they're taking that away from me. You know, I haven't even been to Europe yet. (laughs) You have been to Europe. Uh, I've been, I've been to Dublin and Italy and stuff, but I haven't been to Amsterdam. (laughs) You can't write that, eh? You can't write that. <laughs> what I enjoyed about that is it wasn't where I thought I was going. <laughs> but this is supposed to be the best years of <laughs> What a cunt. <laughs> oh, God, that's so good. All right, all right. Uh, Should I say why I'm dark? Why? Oh, but you don't want to know. See, this is the thing. Why? I ask you and I genuinely want to know the answer. I genuinely you, want to whenever know Whenever I as talk well. seriously, you tune out and then you're like, this is boring. I'm looking at you right now and I'm leaning in. <laughs> you're not. <laughs> I'm leaning in. <laughs> it's not a visual me. medium. I know, but you can feel it in my voice that I'm leaning in right now. Okay, why would I be that? <clears throat> I don't know how much longer I'll be employed for. Yep. Uh, fighting with the people I own my house with. Mm-hmm. Um, feeling aimless. Feeling like I'm not sure what the next couple of years of my life or the next few months of my life are going to be like. Mm. Um, world is generally turning to shit. And as a response to it, I just become more apathetic as opposed to more invigorated or engaged with the system that could potentially change or have an effect on it. 
this is hard. I'm going to have a break. <laughs> no, that was genuinely me talking. I think you'll have a breakthrough soon. Yeah. Wow, well, so in a year. <laughs> I think you have a breakthrough in a year. In a year. Fucking hell. I genuinely think you have a breakthrough in a year. What what form do you imagine the breakthrough will take? A breakdown. <laughs> a breakthrough through a breakdown. A breakthrough through a breakdown. I think you're going to find your uh, passion. Yeah. You're going to find your... Um, you're going to b- b- get an stable job. Mm-hmm. You're going to be unhappy in that stable job and yeah. leave it and yeah. find something else. Yeah. I think you'll probably move. Yeah. I think you'll probably fall in love. That'd be cool. I think you'll probably start up a new hobby. Um, I think you will uh, make some decisions. None of this sounds like a breakthrough because literally no. I could identify that pattern with like all the rest of my life. Make some. De- you're going to make some decisions. I think you're going to make right. some decisions in the next year. Okay. And I, I believe it. When Tom Sainsbury, shout out, mm-hmm. predicted how many children you'd have, what did he say? <clears throat> he said I've had a, I'd have a daughter in a couple of years mm-hmm. and then another daughter four years after that. Okay. I'm calling bullshit on that because okay. he asked me before he d- gave me my reading, do you like girls? <laughs> do you like daughters? Would you like to have a daughter? And I went, yes. And he went, you're having two daughters. I thought he, when he said, oh, do, do you, you like, like girls? girls? I thought he meant, are you gay? <laughs> yeah, you gay? And I was like, oh, here we go. This here podcast's getting go. real. <laughs> here we go. Look, it's very widely open that I'm certainly pansexual. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> do you know what pansexual means? I do. What does that mean? Well, it means not. It doesn't mean you're attracted to both genders, but you're attracted to any any person, no matter what gender they are. If they're asexual, if they're oh, intersex, that's interesting. If they're Do you trans, genuinely believe you're tra- pansexual? Yes. Do you? Probably. Good for you. I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't know. No, it's it's all in theory. I've always said that I'm a lesbian in theory. Yeah, I think it's easy to be a lesbian in theory. It's very easy yeah. to be a lesbian in theory. Yeah. And that's why I don't. I err on the side of saying that I'm a um. I love the D. <laughs> but you love the D I've in only practice, been, and I've you love only the V in theory. Yeah, I've only been in relationship. Like I've been in relationships pretty much back to. I've hardly been single since I was eighteen. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. So it's, that it makes it hard to know. You know. You're fucking fucking with I your mic. I did something there. I'm sorry. Don't touch your mic. We're actually um. Let's go. If you've listened to this this long, I mean. There are no words. What? Well, I, I feel like this phone. was a bit of a weird episode. Yeah, it was a really weird episode. We'll probably delete it, to be honest. <laughs> oh, uh, God. Yeah. Of the Thanks for listening. Please tweet in. Bones Alice Sneddon. Rose underscore Matafeo. We need all the Bones tweets we can get. Goodbye. You're a great singer. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you're thirsty for another, why not try the worst idea of all time? This movie's still fine. It's a small world, isn't it? It sure is when you start connecting dots furiously that may or may not exist and definitely don't because you're intermingling the real world with a fictional universe you've created based on a movie that isn't even real anyway. It's a very small world. You forget that films are supposed to have a point. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 